Life's too short. Life's too damn short. So, eat everything. Try anything. Exercise. Experience all that life has to offer. Here's exercise physiologist, medical journalist, and healthy talk host, Melanie Cole, MS. There's so much going on in the country and around the world today. As far as disasters, we're seeing fires and volcanoes and hurricanes and tornadoes and earthquakes. And I know I'm forgetting a few. If this was something that in your community you were told, if the alarms go off and you were told there is going to be an impending disaster, would you know what to do? Would you know where to go? where to go for good quality information. Are you prepared at your house? Do you have what you need if you have to hunker down? Would you know where to go in your community if you had to seek shelter? These are all things that are on our minds today. And they maybe weren't on our minds yesterday, but they are now. And I don't care where you live in the country, but if you are aware and if you are somebody who is informed, then this has to be on your mind because these things seem to be going on with more regularity and more severity all over the world. My guest today is Dr. Julie Martellini. She's a doctor of biomedical sciences in Dallas, Texas, Welcome to the show, Dr. Martellini. So as people start being more aware, and we're such a global society with access to social media, and we're seeing what's going on all over the world, in various parts of the world, and we think to ourselves, what if that was me? What would I do? What do you tell people when they ask you that question? Well, Melanie, the simplest thing to do is to be aware of your local situation because responses always start at the local level. And then depending on, you know, the level of the incident, it may go beyond that statewide federal response. Uh, But we tell people, you know, think what you would need to prepare for if you had no cell phone, if you had no power. How would you be able to make sure your family was safe and able to be comfortable for several days? without those amenities that we are so used to now. So uh, think of the simple things like emergency contacts. Can you actually remember the phone numbers of your family without the use of your cell phone? I know myself, I have a hard time uh, besides immediate family members. Uh, Making sure your family knows where to meet uh, in case of any kind of an emergency, whether it's uh, something very local or something that may happen in the future that affects your whole hometown. So having a meeting place, whether it's out of the city or out of the state, and knowing that that is where everyone would meet if you can't find everyone. Uh, And same with children as well. This is something that comes up very often. Children do not always know uh, their parents' full name. They do not know their street address. Uh, So making sure everyone has that information, whether they can remember it or have it written down physically. And then, of course, having evacuation plans. So if if you're in a metropolitan, it's a little easier because usually there are established evacuation routes and also uh, using uh, the local news sources because they will usually tell uh, people in uh, the local area what they need to do, where they need to go. But again, if you don't have power, if you don't have your cell phone, do you have a written map of how to get there if you're not familiar with the area? Uh, Maybe driving there ahead of time, knowing. 
uh, is a good idea too. But it's just to kind of keep that mentality of if I don't have the amenities that I am so reliant on in an emergency situation, how would I go about uh, doing what I need to do to keep myself and my family safe? So that's so important is to even run through, they say to have fire drills in your house yeah, and yeah. to make sure that you run through. So like you say, and because so many of the people that are going through these disasters right now don't have electricity. And I mean, my goodness, in Puerto Rico, the, the water oh, goodness, and electricity yeah. and everything. So without your cell service, I feel like some people would be like, okay, what do I do now? What would you like us to have in our homes? Because I, I mean, I keep one of those little wind up radios. That's like wind up. That's Not great. That I, yeah. I mean, it, I, it, even if we can't get terrestrial radio, if some radio stations are down, they're still maybe something the emergency broadcast service can still get through on some of those lines. So what would you like people to have as far as a kit? What do you think is important that if they were to make a box or keep something in a closet somewhere, what do you like them to have? We tell people that they need a uh, grab-and-go kit. So whether they're going to shelter in place or have to evacuate, they have the supplies ready to go. We suggest having a watertight sealed plastic bag with all of your very important documents. This can be birth certificates, passports, uh, insurance policies, all of your medical records. If you have prescriptions, uh, make sure you have copies of your prescriptions and their dosages. And then, of course, the disaster kit should also include your basic essentials. So you need a three-day supply of foods that do not need to be refrigerated or cooked, uh, you also need uh, preferably two gallons of drinking water per family member per day. So that's about six gallons of water for each person stored up. Um, also, first aid supplies. And again, uh, a 7 to 14 uh, day emergency uh, supply of your medications if you have them, just in case. Uh, as well as any comfort items, uh, hygiene items. Um, clean air supplies are very good to have. We recommend if someone is able to get what we call an N, as a Nancy 95 mask. This is something that is actually fitted to you. So if there is anything in the air that you need protection against, you will have it ready to go. Uh, we also recommend uh, people have plastic sheeting and duct tape. So if they are sheltering in place, they can seal up any doors or windows against any uh, hazardous or contaminated air. And then, of course, you know, flashlights, like you mentioned before, a portable radio that is either battery-powered or cranked, hand-cranked. Uh, and then if you can get uh, extra cell phone chargers and a whistle, which is something people don't think about. But if you are sheltering in place or lost somewhere, maybe there's not great visibility, it's always great to have a very powerful whistle. So if you hear or see uh, response crews coming by, they can find you. By that sound. And then, as I mentioned previously, road maps and any basic tools, if you are evacuating, making sure your car has, uh, you know, its spare tire, any other uh, basic uh, supplies for the car, making sure you have a full tank. It's always good to have a full tank uh, because you never know when disaster will strike. And then, of course, as, as we uh, saw here a few weeks ago, there's a run on gas. Um, so it's always, to, always good to be prepared as far as that goes. And then any special needs, if you have someone in your family, uh, maybe they're on oxygen, maybe they require uh, a special 
tool or something, making sure they have that and that it is able to be used, whether you're sheltering in place or evacuating. So, Dr., I, you know, as somebody who thinks about these kinds of things, because I'm, I'm like that anyway, when you say keeping your documents in a, a bag and such like that, and then, as you said, well, you never know when this kind of thing is going to strike. So keeping your tank full, keeping, I mean, do we keep our stuff like that all the time? Or is this something you want to have on the ready so that if you had a 35-minute evacuation or, I mean, hopefully it would be more than that, right? But I've gone through in my head what I would do in 30 minutes if I was told evacuate in 30 minutes. And so, I mean, what do you think is the time frame that somebody should, a tornado, you just don't know. You got to run down to your basement and, and hope for the best. But something else where they might see it coming, if it's a weather situation, what do you want people to do about keeping canned food and this kind of stuff in a certain place so that it's always there and then re sort of restocking almost like setting up a little shelter for yourself. That's exactly right. And and like you said, you really don't know depending on the incident what how much time you will have. So we do uh suggest that people keep it maybe in a little rubber-made bin whether it's uh in a closet if if you have a designated space, uh say if you're in an area that's prone to tornadoes, you know that's always going to be the lowest level, the most internal room without any windows. So we would suggest putting your kit somewhere in there, maybe under a bed, maybe in a closet. Uh, We also uh, suggest people have mini disaster kits already in their car and just keep them in their trunk if they can, because you may already be on the road, and depending on the disaster, you might not be able to go back home first. So having a little kit just in your car, having some water, having some protein bars, um, you may not want to keep all of your you know, documents in there, but having some basic uh, emergency contacts and so on would always be good to have there as well. Well, it's enough to turn anybody into, you know, a survivalist because with all of the things that you're seeing going on in the world, it's, you know, you want to start keeping what band-aids and, and sleeping bags and all these things in your car. It would look like a hoarder, but these are so important to keep at least in some spot that you could grab them quickly if you needed them and be able to run around. And what about knowing like the FEMA numbers or where you would find shelter? How do you find out? And and obviously there's the emergency system that goes off every Tuesdays and whatever it is, wherever you live, that lets you know if there is an emergency, something going on. But what about who you would contact, who you would go to to find the best information? Absolutely. So our local response teams always uh, collaborate with local news uh, affiliates because they know they're going to have the best resources to reach the most people. So going to your local radio stations, going to the news if you are able to, uh, and they will tell you everything you need to know based on your local information. And as far as FEMA, usually if there's a big enough response, they will actually find you. So uh, same with the uh, uh, the National Reserve. I'll, I'll tell you my, my personal uh, emergency experience, we lived through uh, a Category 5 hurricane, uh, Hurricane Charlie, back in 2004. And um, my family was prepared enough, but within, you know, 12 hours, there were response crews in the area. And the same with the hurricane uh, evacuations we had here recently. So if you go to the designated areas, which all of the news uh, 
TV stations and radio should tell you uh, they will be in that central location. So FEMA will go out there, they'll interview you, they'll give you their contact info, as well as any other um, response, response crews or entities. Okay, so that's such a good idea. And, you know, and people can find information on ready.gov. They can look on the redcross.org for, you know, there's there's a nice emergency kit list and things like that. So kind of wrap it up for us, Dr. Martellini, on what you think is the best bit of advice at this time and this day when it seems like every day in the news we're hearing about another something or somebody or some group somewhere which is suffering from whether it's extreme heat or now disease that they're seeing spreading around in flooded areas and mosquitoes and Zika. And I mean, I mean, it seems like it's coming at us right and left every day. What do you want people to take away from some of this kind of information and process it and do to take care of themselves and their communities? and then look out for others as well. Well, you're absolutely right. The world is shrinking, and, you know, we we are an international country now, so we are subject to so much more, but we also have a lot of resources. And uh, I do highly suggest um, the website. We we give out this uh, whenever we give a presentation on preparedness. Uh, it's www.knowwhattodo.com. That's K-N-O-W-H-A-T-2-D-O.com. And that is a great resource to prepare for any hazard, any natural disaster, any infectious disease. They break it down for you and how to specifically prepare and how to respond. And really to just be aware, I also highly recommend um, people to join their local medical reserve corps. It's a national, uh, federal uh, organization. So if they want to volunteer during an incident, whether it's infectious, whether it's a natural disaster, uh, that organization will train them for free, and they will be able to respond and volunteer if they like, and they will also be in the know at the time. And it's a very great thing to join. Thank you so much, Dr. Martellini. It's such great information, and it's so important for people to hear this information and know what to do in the event of some sort of a disaster. You are your own best protection, and the website that the doctor gave out was knowwhattodo.com. That's knowwhat, the number two, do.com, and it's got everything on there. You can also go to the Red Cross website and get a list. They have actual packs that you can buy. So share this podcast with your friends because it is so important that we all know what to do in the event of some sort of a disaster. And remember, you can go on to iTunes and rate and review this show. That way, like-minded people, we can all get in on this conversation together, and it's more important than it has ever been. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening. This is Radio MD. Stay well.